Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to the fifth episode of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis Dahl from Summer Dental Laboratories in Zionsville, Indiana. Hi guys, I'm Barbara Wojan from Night Dental Group, Oldsmar, Florida. Welcome. You know, originally when we started this podcast idea, we were going to do the first two weeks of a month, we're going to be an interview. And the last two weeks of the month, they're going to be a roundtable. Sure enough, the first month we start, we have a fifth week. And I had to think to ourselves, how are we going to fill this week? And I thought it was a great opportunity to bring in the chairperson of the NBC, which is the National Board of Certification of Dental Laboratory Technology. Denise Burris uh, joins us for a, a great interview about how she got started in the business, why she continues in the business, and why she became the chairperson of the NBC. We are so excited to bring this to you. This is an absolutely awesome episode. We hope you enjoy. On the fifth episode of Voices, my true love gave to me, Denise Burris, CDT. <laughs> Great stuff. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. I'd like to welcome Denise Burris from By Design Studio in Georgia, also the NBC chair this year. How are you, Denise? I'm doing great. Thanks, Elvis. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about your lab and how you got started. Well, we uh, are a brand new lab, actually. We're pretty excited about it. The name, like you said, is By Design Dental Studios here in Atlanta. And my partner and I, Katie Blue, we actually have been working together for about 18 years. And last summer, we decided to... Um, open our own lab. And so that's how By Design Dental Studio was born. And we officially opened in August. And we are proud to say that we have 12 team members now. And it's been a ride. It's been really cool. We're pretty blessed. I really love your name. Um, How did you choose the name of your dental lab? You know, I, I can't even tell you how that came about. We had about five different names that we were throwing around. They just, uh, this was the only one that stood apart from the the recognition of so many other laboratories. And so we we just liked that it was different. I totally agree. I remember when you first announced the by design and you had it on Facebook, I was so proud of you and I really loved the name. So congrats for going out. I know that's a, a risky, brave move and um, I respect that out of you for it. So well done. Thank you. That means a lot to me. So you opened in August of 2017? Yes. So we've only been open eight months. And you already, you went from two employees to 12? Over those nine, eight months, yes. That's wow. right now. And so, um, yeah, it's been a crazy time, but we're finally settling in and got our systems in place and we feel like the right people in the right spots. And so, you know, now, now we're rocking. 
I read somewhere you specialized in implants. Is that is that pretty much what you're focused on, or are you all full service? No, we, we don't particularly focus on implants. We do a lot of implants in our laboratory, and we are a full-service lab. We have a lab partner here in Atlanta that we work with, and they fabricate most of our removables, but everything goes um, through our lab, and and we take care of all of the facilitation of them through our our clients, but we do offer full services. Awesome. How many CDTs do you have at your lab? So we have five CDTs. There are three of them that are certified in multiple specialties. So yeah, we're pretty excited about it and we hope to have more. I just hung up all of our CDT certificates on our wall of fame. So that was cool. That is cool. That is cool. So why did you become a CDT? How did that come about? Well, whenever I first came into uh, the dental lab business, I didn't know a thing about the industry as most most people don't. You're either born into it, I think, or you, or you happen upon it, it seems. Yep. I'm learning that too. Yeah. Yeah. I was born into it. (laughs) You know what I mean? You either don't even know it exists or it's all you know that exists. That's funny. It's so true. Yeah. So um, as I got into it, I didn't really even consider that it would be my career for all of my adult working years. But I remember seeing other people in the laboratory that were certified and I just thought, how cool that is. I thought of them as an elite group and and how they were setting themselves apart from the mass. And I was just fascinated by it. So that was, I set my my sights on wanting to become certified, you know, from, from that point forward. So it was almost like a challenge to drive myself to be part of that special group. And uh, so that's, that's kind of how that all came about. So after, I think it was seven years I had been in the lab that I, I attained my first specialty in ceramics. And then probably about four years later, I got my uh, certification in Crown and Bridge. Wow. I didn't realize you had two. That's wonderful. I remember for me here in the laboratory, I had been here over five years and my dad challenged me to um, take it. He had his CDT and he came to me one day and said, hey, you know, I really think you need to do this. For me, it was a personal challenge because I wanted to make him happy, but I also wanted to grow my skills. And, you know, I really studied. I learned a lot and I did things that I don't normally do like wax and finished metal. Um, And it was really gratifying to take and pass it. So I echo, I echo the feeling. Yeah, I almost think that as I look back, I wanted to prove myself, but mostly I wanted to prove myself to myself. Yeah, I love that. I know a lot of people get their CDTs in order to make themselves marketable and to earn more money. But as a lab owner, what keeps you continuing to renew your CDT? That for me, it's it's mostly because I earned it. Yeah. Something that nobody can ever take from me. And I was proud of myself whenever... I received my certificate and I remember the excitement of of receiving my letter saying that I had passed. And for me, it's just, you know, it's a, I have a sense of pride in having that designation and I wouldn't dare think of letting that go. It's, It's just important to me. And I think that it's part of being a role model to other technicians, some that have been in the industry for 
their whole lives or years and the new coming technicians. And I want them to feel the sense of pride that I have. And hopefully uh, it'll inspire them to drive themselves a little bit further in their career as well. I, I love that answer. That's a great answer. And I see a lot of times on Facebook now on the CDT, um, some of the websites, the dental technology websites, and um, every time somebody passes now, they'll take a picture of it. And I always see your comments, you know, way to go. Well done. Congratulations. And I think that buzz is catching on. I think people are really, really proud of it. And um, I love seeing your name. I love seeing the encouragement. It's it's just, uh, there's a lot of buzz going on right now. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, I can appreciate as you can whenever somebody posts that. And like I mentioned a while ago, just that excitement from whenever you have all of this anxiety that you build up just to take the test and you want to make sure you pass and you're prepared. And then whenever you do and, and you release all of that into excitement, I mean, it's really cool. And for people to post that on their page or, you know, one of the other dental laboratory pages. Yeah. I just, you know, it fires me up as well. So it's cool to see that. And that's what we should be doing is encouraging each other in our career and, okay. and what we're doing on a daily basis. I mean, yep. it, it is our responsibility as colleagues to build one another up. And I will jump at it every single time. I'm excited just hearing you talk about it. <laughs> I have goosebumps. Cool. I totally agree. I think it's fantastic. We've had a few employees I've witnessed go through it, and I can see how anxious they are taking the test, getting ready for the test. And then I also see how excited they are when they pass. It's it's pretty exciting, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah and I think that, uh, you know, as people are getting ready to take their exams, I've been asked numerous times, what, what can I do to best prepare for the test? And there's really only two things for me, and that is to practice, 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 practice. I always tell them that the most effective thing that we did in our lab whenever we were trying to, when we opened it up for multiple people to take the exam, we almost had like a study group that we did for a few months. But we also, every single one of us came in on a Saturday morning and we did a mock test. We started our day at eight o'clock and the bell rang at, I think it was one o'clock. I don't recall exactly, but we went through a mock test. And what that showed everybody was if they were really prepared, if it was concentrate on their multitasking, you know, for instance, if you're your ceramics are firing, what are you going to do during that 15 minutes while that's in the oven or, or whatever the case may be and how to lay out your day and how to how to really be prepared within that time frame and if you didn't if you weren't finished at the end of your time frame then you really knew what you needed to work on because the most important thing in the end of these exams is that you finish yep. because the examiners cannot grade something that isn't complete just by making sure that you you check off every single task that you're supposed to do, I think is the most important thing. And then obviously, whenever you're doing your written portion of it is just using the study guides that are available. A lot of it's available on the NBC website and just just really studying, taking it seriously and studying. I think that's a great piece of advice. I think a lot of people look and they say they have five hours and that's a long time. But if you're not good at cycling or, you know, you don't you don't use that oven time to turn around and do something else, you know, you can lose a lot of time there. So 
I think that's great advice to go in on a Saturday. I know that that's what we did here. Um, we did it for a couple Saturdays in a row, you know, until we actually finished. And um, it means a lot because you're, you're, you have a little bit of stress and panic going on. And if you don't know how to utilize your time, uh, you know, you, you, you don't finish. So that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. So Denise, you are the 2018 chairperson on the national board of certification of dental laboratory technologies. Yeah. It's a long title. So <laughs> why did you get involved with the NBC? So again, this goes back to being on the Southeastern conference of dental laboratories board of directors for many years and seeing this this special group of people that give of their time and their energy to make our profession better, I admired that in my colleagues and and people that that I knew were were working in different aspects like that. And so whenever I was invited to be part of the National Board for Certification and I put my name on the ballot. No, I was honored to be invited to do so by another colleague that I respected so much. And so I just thought that I had given my time on the Southeastern board for for many years and it was time for me to, you know, allow new new people to come in with new fresh ideas. And so the NBC was a perfect transition for me to continue to to give back to our community of dental laboratories and in our profession in general. So that's what I wanted to do. Awesome. How long were you on the NBC before you became the chairperson? How many years do you are you involved before you become top dog? <laughs> <laughs> so you can serve two consecutive terms and those are three years each. It, we don't refer to it as a board of directors. It's the board of trustees. And so I spent three years as a trustee. And then I'd served two years as the fiscal officer and then on up the chairs. And so all, all in all, two, uh, six years. And so whenever I finish this out in December, that'll be the end of my term, my second term. Awesome. And then what's after that? That's it. I leave it in the fine hands of, of <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I don't know what after that. I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to stay in town more and, and give focus to our laboratory here or I don't know, but I'm open. I'm open to where I feel like the, the profession is calling me. Well, I definitely think the uh, profession is going to continue to call uh, people like you. You've done an amazing job. I know that you guys did a lot of revamping, you know, through your years of service. Is there anything new coming up that you can share with us? exciting things that you guys are working on or what, what the next steps are? Oh, man. So we have several things in the works. We are working to implement computer-based testing right now, which we think is going to be a huge asset to reaching people who want to take the exam, but they're, maybe they're in a rural area or maybe, you know, travel is a, an obstacle or whatever. And so we're, we're working out on all the details and it won't completely replace pencil to paper testing, but it will be another avenue that people can use to take those uh, written exams. People are on their computers all the time and it, it just makes sense that they're able to take this exam from a remote location. So we're just working through all the details and we're hoping to launch that offering uh, later in this year, maybe the fourth quarter of this year or in early 2019. 
also want to talk about the changes that we implemented in 2017, and they were really significant changes to update the the CDT program. One of those was that we updated all of our exam references and study guides that are available to candidates on the NBC website. We also revised the job task outlines to make them more current and more in line with all of the modifications that we made to the practical exams. Just with that, we updated the models for the practical exams for the ceramics, uh, the crown and bridge, and the implant exam. So that was pretty cool. We updated the prescriptions and we also incorporated material of choice for the candidates so that they would be able to utilize digital technology, which obviously this better resembles what our current industry is doing. So we were really excited about that. We also spent a ton of time in 2016 going through our entire question bank for the written exam, all 1,500 questions. We used a handful of subject matter experts, and we all got together and went through every single question and determined whether it was obsolete, could it be worded better, is it relevant? And we found that some we were just able to modify, and there was a lot that we completely threw out. So you can imagine whenever we threw questions out, they had to be replaced. So again, used our subject matter experts and we created new questions that would help mirror what what's going on in modern labs and our entire industry. So yeah, it was really cool. We unfolded a lot of things in 2017 and we're just going to continue to improve on that. One of the things that I've learned with the NBC is every year we sit down and we look at the CDT program, the, the certified dental laboratory program and the registered graduate program. And with all of those, you know, the NBC's mission is to provide certification for dental technicians and laboratories. And so we look through and see what we need to give our attention to. And I can say that we've made some significant changes and updates in the last several years that I know I'm proud of. And I can imagine that the rest of the trustees on the NBC are super proud of as well. So hopefully that's translating over into technicians and laboratories all over the country and and they can be excited too. Part of the reason that I love this podcast is so we can share light on all of the activities and all of the time spent, all of these awesome individuals giving their time to update and make changes and, you know, write questions and eliminate questions. I think somehow getting the word out, you know, as hard as we work and as passionate as we are, the improvements were done by us, nobody other than that. So I I was a part of that as well. And it was an awesome experience. And I'm so glad that you're here to share all of that with us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the NBC is staffed by volunteers and we all have our own laboratories and our own businesses that we're working on and working in and our families. And, you know, so it's a tremendous amount of time that's given. But I think that Jeff Strong said it best. It's a philanthropy for the those of us who volunteer because it's not only making it better currently, but continuing to perpetuate our profession for the next generations. And that's the most important thing. Yep. Well said. And again, it excites me. I'm very passionate about it. I believe in it. And I'm just so grateful. 
to hear of all the great things we're doing. Me too. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about it and share it with people who aren't necessarily in tune to everything that's been going on because we've, as you know, Barbara, we've worked really hard the last few years to bring everything current because there have been so many changes in our profession, uh, obviously with d- digital technology that we, we really had to address. And I think that we've done a tremendous job doing that. Yep. Me too. When was the last time the whole program was rehauled such as this? I don't know. Uh, you know, was it ever? I don't know if it's ever, you know, like been completely overhauled because I don't think there's ever been a time where there were that many significant changes and the, you know, bringing digital technology into the not only the written exams, but the practical exams. Uh, you know, I don't think there's been another time in, in dental technology history where there was that much of a paradigm shift where you had to overhaul everything. Yep. That's interesting. Agreed. So do you guys have a, a total of number of CDTs out in the world? Yes. Right now? So there are just about 5,000 active CDTs in the CDT program, which is about 11% of the technicians in our industry. Most of those are in the United States, but we do have about 1% of international CDTs. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I didn't know that the NBC certified CDTs outside of the U.S. That's interesting. It's one of those things when a dentist comes to the United States or vice versa to a different country, that other country may or may not recognize their license or their designations. So it doesn't automatically transfer to other countries. Most countries have their own specific requirements, but we do have some CDTs overseas. How many new CDTs were there last year? We typically test about 150 new CDTs. Actually, we have about 150 new CDTs that are given the designation every year, but about 300 exams are given, the practical exams to candidates. And how often do people usually retake the test? Is it a multiple time thing or is it? I don't know what the average is. I, you know, I know every specialty has a specific pass rate and it, it's actually pretty high. How many times did you have to take the test? I just took it once each time. Yay! Oh, listen, oh. I like what about you, Barb? One time. But I studied my wow. ass off, just saying. I studied and studied and studied and studied until my eyes were just blue. So it was crazy. Not blue. They're blue now until they were red. I'm not going to tell you what my score was because what matters is, is that I passed. But yes, it was only once. I was really lucky. But, you know, we put together a great study group. And so, I mean, people... People thrive on one another and their, you know, their drive to make it successful. And sometimes just hearing it, the words verbally spoken over and over and over, you know, you do, you do tend to think about it when you're driving, when you're (laughs) every aspect of your way. So yeah, repetition. Denise, I appreciate you so much for joining us and uh, everything you have to say. And hopefully we can continue pushing for technicians to become CDTs. And we will. Yeah, I think that we've got a good buzz going now. We just need to continue that. So thanks for having me on and giving me an opportunity to talk about it and sharing in my excitement with it, because I think it's really important. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again. Take care. Bye. Bye, y'all. Thank you, Denise. That was an amazing interview. I can tell you from a personal experience that she's amazing. 
She's done so many great things for our industry, and we'd like to see and hope to see more from her. Absolutely. I think she's done a great job with the NBC. If you have any questions, comments, or anything, you just want to reach out to us, email us at info at voicesfromthebench.com. Also, check us out on Facebook. Anytime you see a post, please hit share. Let the world know that we're out here. We're always looking for new listeners, and we want as many people to enjoy the content as much as we do. Any suggestions, topics, if you'd like to be interviewed or you want something to say, have something to say, email us. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.